Welcome to Mom Blogging Unplugged, where we go behind the scenes on all the things that people won't tell you about this crazy mom blogging world. I'm your host, Erica. I'm a mom of two, marketing expert, blogger behind Mumbreak, and lover of all things deep fried. I think that this world of mom blogging is a bit too cagey, so I am going to bring on guests for you who will answer all the tough questions and things that people don't usually talk about. I want to help take your blog to the next level by giving you the real information without beating around the bush. I just finished recording this week's episode with Laura and Josie from the Gigi Sisters, and I'm going to bring them on here in a minute, but I just want to say that we started off this episode with the intention to talk about working with brands, tips, tricks, how to pitch people, but as in traditional mom fashion, this episode became so much more. We tackle everything from the brand side of things to managing family, tips and tricks to actually start the business, how to keep going for such a long period of time. And then there's a baby breastfeeding in the middle and there's a diaper change and there is so much goodness. I'm really excited that the Gigi sisters were able to join me for this podcast interview because they're successful by being authentically them in a really unique way. But also, they just have so much fun with it. So I am really excited to bring on the Gigi sisters here for you, and I hope that you love this episode as much as I love recording it. So I'm really, really excited to introduce to you guys the Gigi sisters. I am thrilled to have them on the podcast today because not only are they super successful bloggers with an incredibly engaged audience, they are also badass female entrepreneurs who run three businesses. So thank you guys both for making the time to be here. I really appreciate it. Thanks, for Thanks Erica, for having us. Thanks for having us. I like the badass. I, I know, that. for real. <laughs> <You're gonna> <laughs> <ask> <laughs> them. Yeah. The amount that you do, though, and maybe you can just start by telling me um, how you started as the Gigi sisters specifically and what you actually do and explain all of these badass businesses that you do run to the audience listening. So we actually started 12 years ago. Um, me and Laura were... We started a business called Glamour Gals, and it's a kid's spa. So it started from that. And with running the business, there was the good, the bad, the struggles, the ups and downs. And over the last, was it two years, three Maybe years? three or four three years Three or four now. years now, actually, yeah. we've started opening up the behind the scenes of running that business, Glamour Gals, because it's a franchise now. So showing like the struggles, uh, showing the hard work that goes in. And we became moms along the way. Yes, we became moms along the way. So showing others that, you know, as a mom, here we are like still running different franchises or all different franchise owners as well. Yeah. But just showing the, the behind the scenes of that. Yeah, showing our everyday life as as two moms behind the scenes. And that's how the Gigi Sisters was kind of created because we would meet people and similar to what you said, how do you guys do it all? And we're like, we really don't do it all, but we're going to pick one. <laughs> and we always use this this example. It's almost like an iceberg. People always see the top part of running a business, but they never see the behind, like the lower part, right? So that's really what we did. And GG stands for Glamigal, which is the business thing that we started off with. And you mentioned that you're, you became moms along the way too. So uh, something I'm going to ask all people who are coming on the podcast is how many kids do you have? How old are they? Yeah, so I have Ella, she's nine. That's me, Laura. And I have two boys. I have Alessandro, who's 20 months, and I have Gianmarco, who's six. So you guys are busy and you understand the fact that, well, balance or lack of balance is something that absolutely exists in business. 
Yeah. It's like the norm test right it's now. The norm. There's zero balance. When there is balance, it's not normal for yeah, us. Yeah, it was when it, there is something we're like, oh, we can actually bake a cake right now and have nothing else to do. Oh my goodness, <laughs> normal, right? I love how your example is baking a cake. Like you're picking yeah. in your mind the most domestic thing you could do, baking a cake, and then you have all this time. And then are you both the kind of people who you think you have all this time and you just fill it with more stuff? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Nailed it. Yeah, we're like the other day I was telling my husband, like, oh, we should do this as a business idea because um, I make those focaccias, right? I don't know if you see, I'm known for these focaccias. Like a thick pizza. And I'm like, we should do a focaccia business. He's like, are you okay right now? I'm like, (laughs) I just really think we should do that. No, but yeah. You want to just juggle more? Why not? Why not add more to the plate? But I would never, I'm not going to do that right now, but maybe in the future. (laughs) Well, you guys have three businesses right now. So you mentioned you're the Gigi Sisters, which is your branded blog that you do brand work through. And you have Glamour Gals Kids Spa, which is a franchise business with multiple locations in the Toronto area. Yes. But you also have Glamspiration Glam and Co. So maybe you guys can tell people about that a little bit. Yeah. So Glamspiration and Co. is a uh, kids spa product line with water-based nail polishes, um, facial masks, um, underarm deodorants that are natural with natural ingredients that are made just for kids. Uh, we created that brand when with the Glamagal brand a few years down the line because we started realizing there was nothing out there. That was super safe for kids. And if I'm going to put something on my kids, like I want it to be safe for your kids too, right? And made in Canada too. And made in Canada. We were getting everything overseas. US. US. And we were like, the the shipping, the duties were astronomical. So we're like, you know what? We need to come up with something. So we, you know, came up with some ingredients, met some people that have a lab in Midland and they, they make all our products out of there based on our recipes. I, I'm so impressed by what you guys do because that's three businesses. And I know we're going to be talking a little bit more about the blogging side of things on this podcast. Um, But just the fact that you have mom, you are moms, you have three kids between the two of you, your sisters, you're working together. um, It's awesome. So maybe we can start tackling down the route of brands and your experience working with brands, because I've noticed you guys have a lot, you work with a lot of great brands like Microsoft, Made Good, Munchkin, Lint, Braville. Yeah. What? is your general sort of experience working with brands? Uh, pitch them something that they're not asking you to do. So do the opposite. So we, we like to come up with ideas on our own and say, can we have like a trivia game? Like, or can we do like an online baby shower, Facebook live, like something totally different that no one else is doing. And then all of a sudden their ears are like, Oh, what, tell me more about this idea. So going, so not listening to what they're telling us to do, but kind of saying, but we really want to do this. Um, and that's where it first started with Josie about two years ago when she, before, when she was pregnant with Alessandro, um, we did an online Facebook live, a Fisher price one and the brand loved it. And we had thousands of, our viewers loved it because yeah. it was so engaging and exciting. It wasn't just, it was almost like a, a TV show, like, yeah. like, like, Game show. Game show, right? And it brought the product messaging across. And then from there, we're like, oh, we need to do this more often. Come up with fun, unique ideas for Facebook Lives. And, you know, some brands don't go for it. They're like, oh, but we really want to do this. And we kind of try to meet them halfway, but it's really hard. Sometimes we have to say, you know what, I don't think this partnership's going to work right now. And some brands are like all for it. And those are the brands we love to work with. No, that's amazing because you're not just looking at what other people are doing. You are picking something based on your style and what you want to do, which sets yourself apart. Yes. Yes. Like our voice, our messaging, and also which would be fun for our audience as well, right? So that's what makes it really exciting for them too. Which is why it's so important to know your audience, right? Like you guys have 
a super engaged audience. Like if you guys go check them out um, at the Gigi Sisters on Instagram, you can see even just looking at your posts, like the amount of engagement you have on each of your individual posts is so fantastic. So you know your audience. Yes, our audience, you know what, over the years, our audience have, they followed us through everything, but they've also like, we always say this, me and Laura, they, they're part of our family. They yes. come in, they see our family go have dinners together and all of that. And it's the relationship we've created with a lot of them. We haven't even met them in person, but they've really just, they're always there. They're too. always there. And it's, it's funny because it's like, we have characters, but that's our, our family. They're like, oh, we love Nana Vinci. It's like, she's a character <laughs> on the reality show. Or like, we love Joe Bobby, who's like our brother. And like, they bring it, we bring in the like Italian culture too. And they just, they just love it. And even when they meet, they'll see my mom and they're like, oh, you're Nana Vinci. And she's like, Laura, I met someone that follows you. So it's actually really encompassing that we've created this community um, out of family, out of business, and really out of, out of love. People really do love us. Yes, that. and I think it's important, too, to know your audience. Because we'll, you know, we follow our, some of our audience as well and just comment, see how they're doing, too, showing that, you know, we know about them as well, and it's great to show that, that we're there, too, for them. So in terms of knowing your audience, if someone's just getting started, how would you recommend someone gets really to understand who their audience is? Is there research that you would suggest they do or is there just, just talking to them? What would you suggest? So um, in terms of, sorry, a, a blogger looking to know who their audience is? Yeah. So if you have a mom blogger out there who's just starting out in the world of mom blogging and they're trying to figure out who exactly is my audience, who's following me, yeah. just get a little bit know more about what they like, what they don't like. Any suggestions or tips that you have from that perspective? I, I say like just throwing stuff against the wall in terms of posts and seeing what they like, what they don't like, asking different questions, and then really going back to all your posts in maybe like the past few months and seeing what worked, what didn't work. Like, oh, my audience loves when I cook. Or my audience loves when I talk about my father, who's our father who's passed away. There's a lot of people who have lost people on here. And that's another thing that our audience um, really grab, like resonates with. So start looking at what people really resonate with, what what content you're doing that, that does well, and, um, and kind of like play on that, focus on that. Then you'll see what they really like. But you won't know until you keep like trying, right? Like there's so much, like we've got tons of posts with over two to three years of stuff. And we're like, oh, that didn't do well. I guess they didn't like it. So you know, you can really see based on your previous posts what does well. If that's the right end. That, no, that's fantastic because I think a lot of people think that um, they they're too scared to try because they're scared that it'll fail, right? So you almost yeah. just have to throw, like you said, throw throw it out there and see if yeah. people like it. And if they don't, you don't take it personally. You just move on. You just move on. You nailed it exactly. Okay, so we were talking a little bit about brands. I'm, you guys work with brands in kind of a unique way, um, which I really like because you do it something in a way that's very authentic to you. So in terms of the brands that you're working with, are you, uh, like Lauren Josie, are you guys sitting down behind the scenes and saying, I want to pitch these brands and you're making a list together or how are you determining which great. brands you're pitching? This is a great question. Um, so when we first started, we really didn't have no idea how this whole world would work. And then we started talking to different, you know, bloggers, influencers that we met along the way through Glamagals because we actually had uh, a Glamagal influencer program. Hold on one second. We just we had a Glamagal influencer program um, about four or five years ago that was pretty awesome, and we were able to meet new people, bloggers from there that we ended up like talking them, meeting with them, picking their brain. Um, and going to events when they were at events, we got invited to these events when we started posting. So I guess my best advice for this too, is to show up all the time, go to events, meet people, 
uh, build relationships. Um, and then once you've done that, create like a wish list. So a, a wish list of 10 brands you want to work with. And then from that wish list, like this is a key thing that a lot of people don't know about. When we meet new bloggers that are starting out, we give them this tip. You want to work with a new brand, find the latest press release from that brand, go to the bottom, there's someone's contact info, and just contact them and ask them, go, are you the right person um, in charge of marketing, social media marketing for, you know, X brand? And they'll say, yes, I am, or no, I'm not. Can you direct me to the right person? And just and put yourself out there. So we had a wish list. Um, when we started realizing that this is something that is a business and we didn't get any of the brands on that wish list. But what we did get is, um, you know, experience and people that maybe went to another company from that wish list to say, Hey, I know you contacted me a few years, a year ago for this project, but you know, now we have this. So it's just, it's just trying, keep putting yourself out there. And how, and I get this question a lot, how many times should you be putting yourself out there before you get to the point where you're basically harassing or stalking somebody, and what, right? Like it's that fine line between being persistent and being a stalker. Yeah. So it's two times. Okay. So it's basically your first introduction and then just a follow-up. And then you know what? If it's not going to work, it's not going to work. And you move on and you focus on, you know, engaging with the brands. That's another thing that a lot of um, new influencers that we're meeting that it's like, well, you want to work with, um, let's say Dyson. When was the last time you commented on their post? When was the last time you um, shared one of their stories on your feed to say, yeah, this is what I need? Or if you have a Dyson, when was the last time you, you did a story or an Instagram post showing what you've used? Like you've really got to give a little to get a little. Right. So um, I say keep trying. Right. And keep putting yourself out there. Send your media kit to all, the, all PR agencies in your city. That's a good tip. A lot of people that I've been meeting lately too, not a lot, a few people have said, oh, you shouldn't have a media kit. Just send like a little intro email. But I feel like you really should send them something to know you're there because then if they have events, they're going to invite you and you should be showing up to those events to meet the you know, the PR rep to meet the, you know, the brand rep to meet other people and use that hashtag because guess what? Other brands are probably following that hashtag. And when they have an event, they're probably going to invite you to that event. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's just about, right. You're saying giving a little bit and being present and actually engaging as opposed to just yeah. a one way conversation and expecting everyone, everything to come to you. Right. That's, that's a huge thing right now. Like I'm not an influencer, like a person, I'm an influencer blogger. And they're like, well, my, my numbers aren't growing. I'm like, okay, so how many, how much hours a day are you engaging with people? And I said, they're like hours. I'm like, yeah, hours. You need to build it in the first year. You need to build if you're, if this is something you want to do. So how many hours a day would you guys say you're getting on there yourselves and actively engaging and replying yeah. to things off across all of your networks? Cause you, you manage a ton of different social accounts. Yeah. Um, I would say when you look at the back end statistics, now that Instagram tells you how long you've been online, oh, it's sad, isn't it? Oh. It's, yeah, I'm like, oh gosh, that's why I was so unproductive today. Um, I would say a good two to three hours between the total between the both of us, we are online commenting, engaging, posting, you know, we're not just putting out contents. Like we're not just putting out stories. We're actually commenting on people's posts our audience's post. And another trick we like to do is we like to go back to our last post and everyone who's commented on it or liked it, we like to give them back some love too and engage with them. It's a relationship, right? That's, and you guys are really great about that because even when we've engaged online before, like at the very beginning, I sent a message to, I don't know, months ago, and I don't know who, which one of you replied, but yeah. you replied almost immediately without yeah. fail. 
right? Like you you're, it's a conversation. Yes. And, and it's funny because there's other people who we look up to in the social media world and we'll send messages. I'm like, oh my gosh, they didn't reply to us. And you feel so bummed because they put out like, and I get it. They're so busy. They have hundreds of thousands of followers or millions. Um, but even just like a little heart after like four or five messages that we've sent to acknowledge, right? It's so important that you give back to your community because that's what you need to focus on your community. It's so true because I've had the exact same experience where of bloggers I've reached out to and nothing, right? Like right? silence. Yeah. And it's, it's a little bit disheartening in a way. And um, mm. maybe that leads into a good question of, you know, everyone talks about hiring people and hiring help because there is so only so much time in the day, especially once you get to a certain level of engagement. But do you yeah. guys have a team of people that are helping you yeah. out and that you've hired Not to do with, things? Yeah. So when it comes to like responding to posts or replying to our stories, that's us. Cause I don't feel like that's authentic. If I'm paying someone to do that, that we don't think that's authentic. It's not who we are. Right. Um, so we don't hire anybody to do that. We don't hire anybody to do our posts. We don't have like, we don't even believe in a content calendar. If you want me to be <gasps> oh, that hurts my heart from my type a organization. Person. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Because we feel like Insta should be instant. Yeah. Right. That's true. So, and, you know, and, and we, we, we did hire, to be quite honest with you, a strategist a few months ago, and that was their first thing. And I'm like, I don't think our relationship's going to work because we don't believe in that because it's a thought that comes in on the day for us. Like, that's how we work. Everybody works differently, um, but that's what works for us, right? Like, so we could be outside and be like, oh my gosh, like, this would be a great post. Like, it's just, it works. We can't plan it in advance. The only things we plan in advance is if a brand's like, I need you to post on May 10th, then we'll put that in our, our calendar. But everything else is like, it's, it's on a whim. That's so interesting because you're, you're right. Like Instagram originally was created to be instant. Like there was a time when in stories, you couldn't even look at the old pictures, right? Yeah. And that it's, I mean, I'm absolutely one that plans everything out just because I'm that person. Um, That's me, right? Everyone's different. Um, But it's cool because to hear that the other side of things is working so well, because if you look at your engagement, you're getting, your engagement rate is massive. Yeah. And and maybe I, I don't know if that's why it works or if it's I just this is what works for us. And maybe in a year from now we'll be like, oh, we have a content calendar now, Erica. You'd be so proud of us. You'll be selling, um, but, you'll be selling it. That's what you'll be doing. Yeah, right. Um, but you know, it just what comes in our in our brain like for the day, right? Yeah, so. no, that's great. No, it's I mean, it's a refreshing to see the different side of things, right? And I think that's why I was so excited to talk to you guys today because you do things really well, but in a different way. Like even working with brands a lot of your brand work is Facebook lives. Yes. And so what made you venture down that path as opposed to like, you guys aren't, you're not doing a lot of the traditional blogging, if you will. Like a lot of people are talking about brands who want to pay for blog posts, but that's not really what you guys are doing as much. Oh, you, you, you nailed it, Erica, because um, when a brand says, oh, we'd like a blog post, we're like, our price goes higher because we don't like doing blog posts. We're not good writers. If you want me to be totally honest. I do the same thing. Right? Like, this we will be the most doing- expensive blog post right? ever. It's so true. Yeah, like, because for us, a Facebook Live is one and done. Like, we're done after it. We don't have to edit it. We don't have to, um, like, it's, that's also in, in our moment. The, sometimes it's raw. It's just us. It's the real thing. And yeah. That's what our audience for us works. Right? Yeah. And when we tell brands, and again, I want anyone who's listening, we want anyone who's Depends. listening to this to know that there's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's your way. So this is our way that works True. for us. And you know what? This is what works. But like when we pitch a brand, a Facebook live, we're, we'll show them our previous lives. I'm like, guys, where are you going to see 
like this engagement, like the lives are people talking about your product. Their friends are seeing that they've commented on this. Like it's just a massive way to view how this partnership is working. And also we wear two hats, right? So we also are a brand with Glamagals. So I know what I would want to see as if I'm hiring an influencer or a blogger now. I want to see engagement. I want to see someone commenting on that Facebook Live. I want to see someone watching it. I want my product to be right up there in front and center and then all the eyeballs on it. And I don't feel like I get that on like on a blog. Like that's just me. Like I don't see that on a blog post, at least for our audience. Like I don't know. How do I know who's reading it? I could look at the numbers, but how do I know who's really like comment? Like they're not commenting on my blog post. It's so true. And it's, I, it's definitely a trend that I'm seeing is changing. I see this diehard group of people who are all about the blog posts and SEO and analytics yeah. and pitching blog posts as part of the core strategy of their um, like media pitch. But then I see others like you guys or some other influencers out there who are just sticking to what they genuinely love to do and works with their audience. They're not trying to fit like a square peg round hole kind of thing. Yeah. And now the other thing, believe it or not, is like we've been doing the Facebook lives. We've actually taken like a little like two month break from the Facebook lives right now. just because life has been really like busy, right? Three so businesses, three uh, children. Right? Not, not busy it, right? at all. No. Yeah. Three businesses, what? Um, so we've been doing our Instagram posts for brands because we also feel like we're looking at the core, like what is our best channels? And it's Instagram and Facebook lives. So we've also been doing a lot of Instagram posts and story packages for brands and creating like a package, kind of like a combo at McDonald's or Harvey's, right? Here's what we can do for you. We're going to give you an Instagram post. We're going to give you three to five Insta stories. We're going to give you a tweet um, and we're going to give you a Facebook post for this amount of money, right? So we're trying to do something a little bit different and creating like combo deals. So I'm assuming that what you do from a logistics perspective is you're just pitching the brands almost with like a prepackaged proposal of all the deliverables and then the pricing and then you ship it off via email to the brands. Exactly. But right, like to be quite honest with you, like in this, the past maybe eight months, we haven't been actively pitching. If that we've, we've been, they've been contacting us that's and we've been our stuff. But when we first started, that's exactly how we would do it. Congratulations, by the way. That's a thank huge, you. that's a huge milestone to get to in your business. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate that. And then, you know, every now and then, like, you know, um, you know, I should stop because if it's a brand you want to, yeah, if there's something product. that just came up or like, Oh, that new product came out, I will, we will pitch. Um, but we haven't pitched like we used to, like when we used to pitch, we made a promise to ourselves like 10, 10 times a week, we are pitching a week, something. Right. But now we haven't done that. as much. And in terms of, when you guys got started off in terms of pricing. So I know pricing is a question I get almost asked daily. And oh, they, usually I just send people to social blue book because it's the easiest, like easiest answer. But right. when you are building your proposal or when you were building your proposal and you're building your packages and pricing, what's the best tip you would give to somebody who's just starting out, maybe hasn't worked with brands before or has only worked with a few brands? Um, so at the beginning stages, obviously we were doing stuff for free product. That's when we had like, you know, a thousand followers, 2000 followers. Um, and then as we grew and started offering more on our platforms, like a Facebook live and, you know, an Instagram post with stories is when we started to grow to, to charge. And it wasn't just about free products. So about, you know, a year, two years ago is when we started charging and you really need to look at what your hourly rate is worth. That's how I look at it. Right. Because, you know, are you worth $20 an hour? Are you worth $25 an hour? Are you worth $50 an hour? I need you to sit down as a blogger influencer. How long is this project going to take you? 
from the phone call to with the brand person to setting up your pictures to setting up your Facebook Live? Is it a 50-hour project and you're, you're $20 in that? Like, you really need to know what you feel like you're worth. And some brands would laugh at us and be like, you guys are charging that much? It's like, but that's who we think. That's what I think I'm worth, right? I think I'm worth this amount of money. Or, you know, a, a, a brand person will say to us, well, I paid a person with 300,000 followers the same amount that you're asking. Like, that's my worth. And guess what? They ended up going with us because they liked our content. They liked our voice um, and they liked our engagement too. And that's another big thing that a lot of influencers and bloggers uh, really focus on is just the numbers. Let's, let's talk about the comments because you can have 100,000 followers and one comment on that post, or you can have 1,000 followers and have 30 good comments on that post and not just like one comment on post, like one comment, like actual paragraphs. So I'm more like inclined to love that type of 1000 followers with huge engagement than a hundred thousand and pay for that. I totally agree with that. And that's, I mean, I stopped using pods pretty quickly on too, right? Yeah. Because I realized it just wasn't worth my time, <laughs> but you can tell when yeah. you look at comments, who's in a pod as well. And I know brands can yeah. tell as well. And totally. I actually became friends with someone in PR, in the PR world um, when we first started. And that was her first tip. She's like, you think we don't know about pods? And I'm like, and I golfed. And I'm like, okay, I'm leaving the pod. I So I like totally honest with you guys when we first started. Yeah, we were in pods. Um, did it help us grow our audience? Yeah, it totally did help us. But then it, it gets, it got fake. So like a year or two years ago, a year ago, we we're like, we're done with any pods because it's like someone saying to you, um, Oh, nice, nice shirt. Nice shirt. How many times can I say nice shirt? Right? <laughs> well, you want it to be genuine too. You want to know what you're putting out. People are liking yes. for, for the liking and not just because you're yeah. asking them to. Like and, it. and then it's like, I felt like I was cheating. We felt like we were cheating. We're like, why are we in these ponds? We actually have a brand and like, it's cheating. It's, it's, it's cheating. And then a friend of mine said, no, it's not cheating. You're, you're supporting your friends who are bloggers and you're going to comment on their posts anyway. It's just a reminder. So it, there was different ways to look at this whole pod world. It's true. And it's definitely evolved, especially with the algorithm and stuff. But for me, it just, it literally wasn't worth my time, right? The time I spent in a pod commenting on stuff that I didn't genuinely care about was time away from my kids. And that was the main yep. issue for me. And the fact that once I stopped the pod, obviously my engagement dropped and it was a little bit sad for a short period of time. Yeah, but, but it's okay. Exactly. And another thing, you nailed it right there when you said it was time away from my kids. Everything we do is time away from our kids to make our blog, our post. So you need to put a value on that. You're not going to spend 10 hours on a post or a project with a brand and then charge the brand $50. That's time away from your kids. You need to remember that when you're pricing something, right? Absolutely, right? That's, I mean, ultimately, everyone's different, but ultimately, I do everything for my family. And if it's, they're going to yeah. give me just, if I'm going to spend time away from my family for a free sippy cup, that's not worth yeah. it. That, it, you nailed it. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. It's like, it's not worth it. Like time away from my kids is, is valid. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So at what point um, in a blogger's yeah. journey, obviously everyone starts off for the most part, regardless of, you know, how people feel about it, working for product, right? Like that's just something yeah. that happens along the blogger, yeah. along blogger's journey. We totally yeah. Yeah. We Me totally too. Did. Yeah. What point do you, what point do you decide, Hey, it's not worth my time anymore just to work for product. I'm only working for compensation. Um, I would say if you like, so, so okay, so hmm, sometimes it can be worth it too, if you, if it's a huge product and you really need it, cause you were going to spend money on it anyway. Right. Totally. I just did a product uh, pitch collaboration for a double stroller. I needed a double stroller really badly. They're expensive. It was a no brainer. It was a brand yeah. I believed in. 
Yeah. So still till this day, like the kids want a trampoline for our cottage. And I'm like, okay, let's pitch. I was going to spend money on it anyway. So I'm going to pitch the trampoline company. Right. So I'm still, still, if we see we really need something, we're going to still throw it out there. Like there's no question. I'm not, we're not going to deny that. But I say a good year to two years um, or a good year after you've built your, your numbers, forget about the numbers, your engagement is when you should start asking for money. When you have a huge audience that is, in, a good audience that is engaged, not a huge, a good audience that is engaged is when you should start charging. I think, yeah, that's a great tip. Um, Cause I know that, especially when you're starting out, people are very, very, the numbers, right? It's all about the numbers. It's, it's yeah. And it becomes overwhelming and it becomes almost a little bit, yeah. it becomes hard on your morale too, right? Because it's hard to totally live up does. to. And you don't define yourself on numbers, right? Either. And, and another thing like, I don't know if I'm going to get judged for saying this, is like so many people want to be bloggers and influencers and all of that. And that's great. But you need to find your story. What is your story? Why am I going to follow you in comparison to someone else? Why am I going to comment on your post and to someone else? You really got to dig deep to share your stories. So they're not just regurgitated stories from someone else or someone else's story, if that makes sense. No, I totally agree. And again, I'm probably going to get judged for saying this in response is I've really tried to limit uh, following and keeping an eye on some of the other bloggers out there because I find it's so easy to get swayed and pulled into their story as opposed to just following yeah. mine authentically. Right. And again, I guess that's why we're influencers. We're being influenced, right? By somebody like that's why they're an influencer, but it's just like, you really need to dig deep. You don't just need to jump on the bandwagon and be a blogger or influencer now because people are getting free stuff. They're getting this, they're getting that. They don't realize a lot of people who all of a sudden want to start it, how hard it is. And to pour yourself out there and pour your story out there, but you really got to dig deep and find your story, right? Or else like you need to, that's what the PR companies are looking for. What makes you different than someone else? Why am I going to give you this, you know, $50,000 brand partnership in comparison to someone else? Like, let's just say that, right? And I think your purpose too, right? Like, what is your purpose? What It's almost like, what is your mantra as a, a influencer? Is Are you out there to create positivity? Are you out there to talk about health and wellness? What is the purpose? What do you want? What do you want your audience to take out of all of this? What, Besides the, the brands you're working with, yeah, right? What is the purpose of what, it? What makes you unique? That's, what makes that's, you, yeah. That's the big one for us, right? That's great. And you guys, I think, have niched down on that so well, right? You are sisters who are really you're entrepreneurial and you share your story and you're so candid about it, which is awesome. And I think that's what makes you guys really unique is you answer the questions that people usually shy away from. Yes. You know, thanks, Erica. I uh, I will never forget. I asked one person at the very beginning what filter they used, and they refused to tell me, like things like, what? "Yeah, I, why are you protective over your filter?" Oh. I don't, I don't know. Who cares? Let's just all like that's the other thing in this industry, right? Like, um, I was at we were at this uh, the conference, the Blizzdom conference, which was in Toronto in October, and I invited someone to come, and she said to me, "She goes, conference is great, but really, I need to get deeper." I go, "Okay, sit down at this table, let's dig deep." And within like 10 minutes, uh, there was like 15 people sitting at our table. And I was like literally pulling out their uh, PR company names, how to do a media kit. Um, they wanted to know about filters, like, like, you know, just things that they wanted to know about Lightroom. I'm like, buy a preset, fill it up in Lightroom. Now you can make your feed look pretty if that's what you really want. Right. And she was just like, oh, this conference was worth everything based on this conversation. Like, why not help someone? Why not share that contact? with someone with, you know, or help them or just give them that little, you know, jump that they need. It's so important. And it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't really make a difference if they have the same information. I really don't feel like anyone's competing, right? Like we're all doing our own thing. And if you find that story or that purpose that you guys were talking about, 
it shouldn't yeah. matter. <laughs> but it also, it's just like, it's just like, um, it multiplies, right? It breeds inspiration. I, we truly believe breeds inspiration. So if you're helping someone, you don't know down the road in two, three years from now, if they're going to be working maybe with a brand and then they need some more influence and they're like, Oh, I'm going to recommend Laura and Josie. They help like, just, just be good to people. Like, without any expectations that's all our mantra is be good without any expectation that's any you live it wait that's so important so I guess then I mean you've given us a lot of tips but if let's say you have a mom out there who's just starting off they're feeling super overwhelmed by this kind of crazy world Uh, and it is right like it's it's a weird mix between incredibly supportive but also um super competitive secretly somehow yeah yeah what's right like it's it's a strange combination it's hard to describe but what's the best like for each of you maybe for Laura and Josie what's the one tip you would give to that mom sitting at home who wants to get there but is struggling but you leave it to just one Erica feel free to give more than one if you want okay good I hope you're good so I have we have a couple things like we always say, like the past few weeks, we've been saying, when you feel overwhelmed, do five things a day. Five things a day to get you closer to your goal and make yourself a promise. Whether the five things is, you know, opening up your computer, that can be just one thing. Starting your Instagram Instagram account, coming up with a name, that's two, right? So five little goals a day. Don't think about like the end goal right now, just five little goals to get to your big goal. Um, and then I feel like, you know, build your story. Build your audience, build your credibility, build your relationship, collaborate, show up, and take time. Like, and we always say this this very cliche saying, Rome wasn't built in a day. It really wasn't. But look, it's still standing there. It's still standing today. So make sure that whatever you're building, you take your time. Because just if you want to build it quick, that's how quickly it can come down. That's how we look at things, right? It took us 13 years to be where we are today. We didn't just start last night. So always take your time and know that um, one day at a time, that's it. It's not going to happen overnight. And don't feel upset if it's like, oh, I only have 60 followers and they're my family. Where's everybody else, right? Like a lot of people think that it's like, okay, so have that pity party right now, but now go do something about it. Who are you talking to? Who are you engaging with? What? How are you putting yourself out there? Are you going to networking events? Like what's going on in your community? So you really need to look at everything and, and um, build, 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 build. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, and Josie is changing the baby diaper right now. So oh, that's the other she's running. Is just be your genuine self. Things, you know, sometimes people feel like you just need to show everything that's perfect going on. Nothing's wrong. But sometimes it's, it's good to show that stuff because people can relate to it or going yeah. through something like that. So right now I'm running in and out of diaper. I think that's okay, the most perfect quick. answer I've ever heard in my entire life. Right? <laughs> tips for mom bloggers be your genuine self changing right? a diaper bitch podcast that's, and that's why I started this podcast is because I, I want to be able to share that moment those moments that it actually takes to get to the end not just right? all of those yeah. picture perfect snapshots yeah I'll never forget it was like right after I had Ella a week after and I had to go to work at our store and we had no other staff to come in and Josie couldn't come in because she was at a bridal shower okay. and I'm like I I'm just like repairing from a C-section and I can barely move and I'm breastfeeding her and it's all new to me. And I remember my, and I had to do a party with like eight kids, a spa party and another staff. And I remember my husband waiting in the back of the, um, of the spa. And every time there was a break with the kids, I would literally go in and calm her down with my boob. And like, those are the sacrifices you have to make, right? 
Oh, that's, yeah, no, that's, um, and it, we've, we've all, I mean, we, not, we not, haven't all been there necessarily because that sounds like a really badass situation, but like yeah. in that moment <laughs> and throughout those last 13 years, how have you guys stayed motivated? Because this isn't, this is a tough space and industry to be in all of your businesses. Yeah. So you're not always getting a lot of external praise. So how, how do you guys find you stay motivated in this crazy world? So being invited to podcasts like this, Erica, where we're able to like share our stories, our struggles and our tips with people that helps us. Um, when someone sends us a message, it motivates us when they say, I started my business because you guys said to start on your post a month ago. We're like, Oh my gosh. Right. So it's those little, um, actually they're not little, they're big, they're big moments for us when people message us or when we see people and they're like, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Like you can't put a price on that gratitude. Like you can't put a price on that. So for us, that's what keeps us motivated is that we are helping and inspiring others and normalizing this entrepreneur life as a mom any way we can. So that's what motivates us. And our kids, our kids motivate us because when our kids see us, they're like, oh my gosh, mommy, like you did this video. Like they laugh or they're like, oh my gosh, mom. like, like, like the other day, Ella was at just swim club and I was driving some of her classmates and one of the little girls was like this to me. They're like, is it true? You, you own Glamagals? I'm like, yes, it is. She's like, Ella's like, see, I wasn't lying. And Ella was so excited to see like her, she was so proud of me. And I'm like, oh, you can't put a price on that. You want your kids to be proud of you. You want them to see you hustle. Like that, that's the motivation right there. That's, oh yeah, that, that hits all the feels right there for sure. And do you have tips for how to do like, okay. So again, we chatted three kids, three businesses, you have like Instagram accounts for all the businesses. And I'm just going to pick this from a logistics perspective because my background's in marketing. So I want to explain to people just truly how much goes into all the stuff you do. Yeah. So you have three websites, three Facebook, Facebook, three Instagram, three, like of everything, (laughs) Um, three kids. I mean, you guys, number yeah. three eh? apparently is a thing for you. I, I think I need to play the lot number three. Uh, yes. Really, really, right. yeah. Um, so how are you, man? You, I mean, you put a story yesterday on how you went up to the cottage, uh, Laura, to go clean the windows. Like, how are you managing to do all of this in a day or a week or a month without losing yeah. your mind or yourselves? Even I mean, and that's you know, two husbands and like uh, other things as well. I always forget about the husband. Yeah. You know what? I I have to be honest. Like our husbands uh, do help us, um, and they are the first ones, sadly, to say sometimes that they get neglected first, um, which is a hard thing in our relationships. But um, how do we do it all? We don't. And you know what? I've gone days where I haven't shaved my legs or done my eyebrows as I did in a post (laughs) or had a manicure. Like those other things come last because there's other things that are coming first. And I know self care is like a big topic altogether, but we just take each day as it comes. I know that sounds also another cliche thing, but it's it's really true. We don't really have a schedule. We're all over the place. Um, we're not structured and one day at a time. And hopefully, and it works. You know, our one of our websites hasn't been updated. Our Glamspiration Co., yeah, we have to update it. Um, we have to do stuff on it. But like, again, do those five little things a day and slowly it, it all gets done. But you know what? Nothing is ever complete if you really think about it, right? Nothing is ever done. We're never really caught up to date. Um, we're always growing. We're always learning. So, you know, we just one day at a time guys. And don't worry, it's going to be okay. And just not being too hard on yourself. eh? Yeah. It's like, and laugh and laugh and enjoy those little moments. And Josie always says, it's not about the, like we always say too, it's not about the quantity of time. It's about the quality of time. Right. So 
you know what? A couple like a couple months ago, we'd be like, okay, yeah, let's just uh, let's just get up and go on a road trip today, and that's that, right? Leave all the work behind. It will get done eventually, and let's just go on a road trip with the kids. We'll go to Pennsylvania. We'll go to the Hershey Hershey Pennsylvania chocolate factory. Like just those little moments, and those are the little moments that our kids remember too. Um, and yes, obviously, while we're driving there, we're working on our phones. But yeah, one day at a time. That's the best. That's the best solution. I also have we also have my husband who does a lot of the back end stuff for the websites. Um, and the social media for our, our Glamigal page, we do our social media posts for that. We do schedule. That's different. Yeah, it's a it's a reta- it's a retail business, right? So it's a little bit different. It's a retail business. Yeah. Um. So we do that. Um. But yeah, we, we somehow it works, and somehow sometimes it doesn't work, and sometimes we do get behind. And Josie loves working under pressure. So perfect. She she's so it works. Yeah. And she's podcasting and chasing after the the toddler or the baby. Yeah. Like, Right now, oh, it's so funny. She's coming back down. Hold on, Josie, come back. The baby, like, I think he wants to join I, in on I, the podcast. I think we should himself. He's talking, <laughs> Sorry. he's talking so much. Come on so, in. He's just, do you want to say hi? Say, say hi. Yeah, he's saying hi. hi. <laughs> oh my gosh, your kids are so cute. Um, <laughs> he's like, I know. So in terms of managing that chaos, do you actually, again, back to sort of a more of a logistics perspective, are there any tools that you guys use or are you, um, or like technology or anything that you're using to help manage everything that's going on on a day-to-day basis? Uh, well, thank goodness for our phones. Oh, yeah. um, some of our, it's so funny because I was literally doing a post about this, oh, um, yes. about the apps. Like some apps that really help us is like the scanner app if we have to sign a contract, so TurboScan. Um, you know, we use the Canva app if we ever have to make any graphic files or graphic work. So we, we really couldn't live without that. Um, and it helps us edit our Insta stories too. You can make some really good Insta stories with the Canva app. And same with this new one I just downloaded, the Swish app. Ooh. So, um, yeah, check that one out. And RB, like, sorry, like banking, like, you know, we have our mobile banking on our phones. We have Dropbox for, you know, to, to store our pictures and our files when we have to send stuff to brands. So yeah, definitely the apps on our phone help make our life a little. I was just saying, our apps, our phones are a lot. Our phones, yeah, we need to get we need to get Apple uh, watches next. Yeah, but yeah, phones are our phone has everything that we need on. It's it. so funny because in my corporate marketing world, everything was on a desktop. But I realized very quickly that I needed to start redoing my workflows so that everything was on mobile. Like I have very few tools that I use yeah. that I actually have to be at my computer for because it's not practical. It's not practical. Yeah. So everything is on my, exactly. You nailed it. So transfer that to your phone and make it work. And yeah, we're good. Like even like our invoicing, we use the wave app or like payroll for staff. We use um, our different, our QuickBooks app. And now, oh, here's a good one for receipts, right? So now we use receipt bank. So, you know, when you have to do your taxes, you just take a picture of that receipt, go straight to your, um, like a receipt bank of all your receipts for the year. Yeah. That's fantastic. What, so what would be your favorite app that you guys both use? Instagram I was just gonna say <laughs> Instagram um it's would, hard because we they all have different purposes but um I don't know if there's well the receipt one's just great because it keeps anything to make your life easier afterwards mm-hmm. right so these little cool but um WhatsApp is great too because then we can send files quicker and the quality is amazing on them I would say WhatsApp we use WhatsApp the most we do to send to files yes. and stuff together to each other and Canva we need Canva in our life yeah no it's sorry there's as you know, Erica. There's so many. The conference calling app. When we're oh, yeah. To do that the too. Zoom. Yeah. The Zoom. There's there's a mix of them. Yeah. A mix of them. Yeah. Them. No, it's, uh, there's so many great things, eh, that make things so much easier now. 
I wonder is well, now we can just carry our business wherever we can go. And this is what makes us have three businesses, right? It's not like we have to be stuck to a phone or a fax machine to send something out and be in an office. We can be on our phone and at a dance recital. I was dance comp. I was saying to Josie and I did everything that day there. That's fantastic. That's so great. Yeah. Do you ever feel guilty about the time yeah. that you're, you're working? Always. <laughs> I think that mom never goes away. <laughs> yeah. We I think you always do, but I think we always have to remind us like, you know, and we, we, we remind ourselves of this because we work together as sisters too. It's like, yes, we're doing this for ourselves too, but it's for our kids. It's to help them. Right. So I think that the mom guilt will always be there if we're leaving early in the morning for a meeting and have to drop them off at the babysitters or coming home late from something else. Right. It's hard. Like we can talk about it to like, like we've even done posts about like, we need to stop the mom guilt, but it's, it still creeps up on you when you least expect it. Right. Like, Oh, I got invited to go with my friends on Friday night for dinner and then Saturday night for dinner, but I was working all day Saturday. I just, I got to pick one, right? Because you feel guilty. Yeah, it's one of those things that's, that's hard to it. block out, no matter how hard that's you hard. try. Yeah, yeah, so I know. So in I terms know. then of like things that you've struggled with over the past 13 years, what are some of the biggest challenges that you guys have come across as a, as a sister team? So the sister team, so criticism in terms, oh, under the Gigi sisters or under Glamidals? Like, or both, either. I would say criticism. Like, when we first started, we were, you know, we were really young, too, when we first started the brand, Glamour Gals. And we didn't understand that, like, the criticism was probably constructive criticism. But we would be, we'd have our, our, you know, our backs up against the wall and be like, oh, my God, they said we should do this? Like, how dare they? Like, we always, like, it was just an ego thing, too, right? So over the years, we've learned that criticism is actually the best thing for you. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's constructive and it's going to help you. And, you know, the other thing, the struggle is the roller coaster. A lot of people think when they start a business, you're going to start a business. It's going to be amazing. It's just going to be smooth sailing, but it's a roller coaster. Some weeks are bad where you don't have those sales that you expected some months. And you're just like waiting on every last penny to pay the rent, or you have to dig in from your personal to pay the rent or your lease or your loan. Right. So that was a huge struggle is the roller coaster um, is understanding that owning a business is, is actual a huge roller coaster. And then one of the other struggles is not is, again, back to the money situation that sometimes it's not just about the money. It's about the passion you have in your business. So we tell a lot of um, entrepreneurs this. Right. Like for the first year, like don't look at the money. What are you putting into your business? What you put in, you're going to get out. So focus on your passion and that you're passionate about it. I think the struggle too is learning to say no sometimes, right? There have been times where we're like saying no to certain things, even just with Clammy Gals and also with the Gigi sisters and and realizing that sometimes you need to be okay with that. So I think that was another one. Uh, People is another struggle, right? Like, you know, I don't like the word tribe. I don't like, we don't like the word gang. We don't like the word boss group or whatever. I don't like that. We don't like those, but understanding that, there are some people that are going to come into your life for the right reasons. And there's some people that are the wrong reasons, but then you realize there's a reason why they came into your life. They taught you a good lesson. So not everybody has is as authentic as you would think they, they are and have the best intentions for you that they actually really have an end game to being in your, in your life that you didn't know about. Have you guys been sense. burned a lot in that situation? <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. The elephants out of the room. Um, so yeah, when we first started franchising, um, we were, we learned a, a very expensive lesson, um, that the person that was going into a partnership with us for franchising and said they were going to help us. You're sitting on a gold mine. These were the words that, 
uh, this person would use, and he became a partner with us um, at the beginning of our franchise uh, journey, was only to realize that his intentions were not met, aligned with our intention, our morals. And he was more about different, I, I don't know how much yeah, legally I can say to this, but it's just, we just we didn't align well, but we had to buy him out years later and it cost us a lot of money. We had to sell one of our corporate stores to pay to oh, buy him out. Tough. Us. Yeah, but it's okay. The lesson was we wouldn't be where we are in terms of franchising if it wasn't at the beginning of him selling the franchises. So that's great. That's where we are now. Um, and it's a lesson that not everybody has the best intentions for you. And it, they're looking out for themselves. And I can imagine too, especially from the blogging perspective, you guys give away so much information. I'm sure there's, I'm sure you've come across people who've just latched on to just to sort of maybe not take advantage of sort of a negative way to think about it. But it's tricky, right? It's You kind of have to keep your guard up while still getting yeah. as much as you can. Yeah, like, you know, we'll meet people um, on the, in, like, and they'll be great and engaging and then we'll get a message um, from them. You know, we want you to do this, this, and this for us. And there's like a sense of expectation that we have to do it because they've engaged with us. It's hard, right? It's like, oh, were you really genuinely engaging with us? Or were you doing that so that we could t- be at your event? Like, it was just, it's just a little strange sometimes it's hard to digest oh right? totally and actually i mean i'll take yeah. that a quick segue because you guys do a lot of collaborations with different bloggers and actually one of the ways i found about yeah. you guys I was i think it was a facebook with uh cat and nat right you're both in toronto oh, yes love so them. Yes. that was one of the ways that i found you which is fantastic um but how do you go about working on those engagement or those collaborations with people what's your strategy like how did something like that come about so that came about when um, we were at a, an event with them. They were the speakers and we just started talking to them. And then back when they first started, they would do Facebook lives out of their house. So we were like, oh, we'd love to come to one of your Facebook lives. And we went to one of the Facebook lives at their house. And we just, just kept collaborating and talking online. They actually would give us tips when we first started, like do this, do that. Very helpful. Um, and then we're like, listen, we'd love to have you on our Facebook live. And they were like, Yeah we would love to be a part of your Facebook live. And it just worked. We genuinely, I feel like we had the best interests for each other when we, um, when we, when we, when we had that collaboration. So I feel like if it's like your, it's a relationship back and forth and then say, Hey, I'd like to collab with you. And, and maybe that person will. And we always are open to collaborations and getting ourselves out there. We're never going to say no to a collaboration that we feel aligns with who we are and, um, and ourselves. It's important again, back to the morals, back to our audience so yeah it worked out back no it's great and you're you're so great with that like you work with so many different people so and and I mean that probably leads into some of your successes you guys have been so massively successful for the last almost 50 like you can round up to 15 years that sounds great I love that you I love that you're saying that I'm like Erica's making me feel old but yes 13 years but yes let's round up to 15 well we can even round down to 10 to make us all feel younger but like 15 sounds really good like yeah it's a really round I, I like round numbers so what are some of your biggest accomplishments? Do you take time to celebrate your accomplishments as an entrepreneur? Yeah. So we, so I'll give you one. Our biggest one obviously is being moms along the way, um, you know, creating Canada's only spa. And then like this past year, we bought our family cottage, right? And we bought that together, myself and Josie. And we really wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't for some of the little accomplishments 
that we created along the way. And we saved our little money and we have our mortgage, but we built a fa- but we have a family cottage. And whenever we go there, we know that this is because of us. That's huge. Right? This is our family little little getaway, little place, right? It's like a little, little, little bungalow. We're not on the water. It's very modest, but it's something that we were able to purchase together for our family and we work hard to pay mortgage payments, but it's ours. And that's like one of our accomplishments, something that our kids can make memories at. And we can make memories at with them too this summer, as long as our Wi-Fi connection <laughs> is strong so we can work at the- <laughs> What would we do without Wi-Fi? Oh man. Right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, that's, that's one of our accomplishments. And then the biggest, the other one is like opening the franchises with some of the franchisees, the female, like they're all females, the ones that own our franchises right now and seeing them cut that ribbon for the first time and opening up their own business. And us, they're, do, they were doing that because we helped them. Like we helped them build their business. We helped them realize that, yeah, you can be an entrepreneur. And that is a huge thing for us, seeing their, their dream come to life and them opening up a business and doing something for themselves. Like our Vaughn location owner, Jen, has three kids. Um, and she always says, she's like, this came, me opening this business came at the right time in my life. Like, I can't thank you guys enough. So that, that goes a long way with oh, us. Man, listening to you guys talk makes me want to just franchise one of your businesses in Ottawa here. Cause they would oh, love it. Well, we, do we do want one in Ottawa. We definitely would love that. <laughs> Anyone else in Ottawa who wants to franchise the business with me, we'll, yeah. we'll team up. Cause yeah. no, it's, um, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Cause even my three and a half year old is the girliest kid ever. And there's not really a good place to take her. Uh, it would do really well here, but uh, yeah, those are some massive successes, right? Like franchising businesses yes. as female entrepreneurs, only spa in or kids spa in all of Canada. Like that's huge. So in yeah. in terms of like the one tip you would give to moms starting off either a business or a blogging business, either one. Uh, maybe they're on the fence about wanting to start one, but don't know where to start. Or maybe they're just diving in and they're super overwhelmed. In general, what's that one big tip that you would tell them if you had 30 seconds on an elevator? Uh, oh gosh, 30 seconds. It's going to start now. Take your time and build, build, build. That's it. Take your time and build yourself, your brand, your business and do research. Oh God, that's another one. Yeah. Do your research research, research, and research. So those are my, those are our tips. Josie's back at Alexandro with him. So let me just, Josie, come down here. Sorry. I'm so sorry, Erica. Absolutely perfect. And it's so funny because this is absolutely what I envisioned for this podcast because this is, this is life, right? Um, Research. How do you do your research? So she said 30, sorry, what did you say? How, how, what oh, well, I was say, how do you do your research? But we have Josie here. So maybe we can just ask her the one tip she would give, um, to moms okay. starting off a blogger business? Um, maybe Laura said this already, but don't put <laughs> the so ex- funny. <laughs> our sister thing. You know what? Don't put too much expectations out there that you need to have this by this time or this done. And, you know, I feel like the less um, you want expectations, yes, but it's going to take time. And I guess the, the one tip I can say is it's going to take time and don't give up. I don't know, there's more than one tip. And just really just be yourself. Know what your passion is and always remember that, right? Like, I think sometimes we lose what we're all on here for and what we're doing this for. And I think that's the one thing is remind yourself always what you're doing out there. What, what is it for? That's fantastic. That is such a, that's such a good note. And you guys are totally sisters because you answered in very similar fashions, but very complimentary. complimentary. It was very complimentary, but like you can tell that because of that, you would work well and so well in business together. Oh, thank you so much, Erica. And again, I, I know the little one's yelling in the background. That's why I was in and out of this podcast. But 
really thank you for allowing us to to really reflect on these questions you you have for us because I feel like sometimes it's important to really reflect and and that's what this has allowed oh, us I'm to so do. I'm so glad. Um, yeah, because it was it was awesome picking your brain too and giving you the chance to reflect because you have so much knowledge to share. So maybe if people want to follow up with you or uh, follow in your journeys, where can people find you guys? Okay, so on Instagram at the GG Sisters on our website www.thegggsisters.com. If you want to visit Glamagal, www.glamagalkidspa.com. Perfect. Yes. And if you want to franchise uh, something in Ottawa or across Canada, <laughs> yeah, do it because we need more of the Glamagal yeah. spa. That's come visit Erica. Pardon? <laughs> I go. I said, do it, so then we can come yes, visit Erica. Please. I mean, Toronto to Ottawa, <laughs> not so exciting, but we have really nice parks here. <laughs> yes, yes, and you have your uh, events in the winter time. I can't. I'm dying. We to yeah, we that. have a great canal and Winterlude and things like that. Yeah. and we rock yeah. Putin here pretty well. So oh, I heard. I heard. And you, and you guys have a market or something? I'm friends do. Yeah, market. we have Parkdale Market. We have a couple. I mean, there's so many outdoor festivals, right? We're the capital of Canada, so we get a lot of funding yeah. for things like that, which is really nice. Um, so it's great for kids. That's amazing. That's for sure. Awesome. Well, awesome. thank you guys so much for joining. I'm really happy to have you on and I hope that everyone, I, and I know that everyone absolutely benefited from your knowledge. So thank you. Thanks for having Thanks, us. Erica. Thanks, Erica. So there you have it. A super value packed episode from Laura and Josie, who are the Gigi sisters. If you want to keep following along on their journey, I recommend you go to Instagram at the Gigi sisters because that's where they share a lot of their tips in stories or along in the feed. They also share some behind the scenes into their lives as moms and female entrepreneurs. And now it's time to insert the common boilerplate disclaimer of, if you like this episode, I would love for you to subscribe, review it, leave a comment, and let me know what you think. Because you know what? People say this all the time, but it actually does go a long way to let me know what content is working for you guys and what isn't. Thank you so much for hopping on this episode today. If you want to follow along on what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, you can follow me on Instagram on my personal blogging account at mum.break, or you can follow this blog's Instagram account, which is at mumbloggingunplugged. Look forward to seeing you guys on social media.